0: So right now, all over the entire country, real estate is hot. I don't care if you're moving from Colorado to Colorado, into Seattle, out of Seattle, Tennessee, South Carolina, wherever it's at, the market's crazy right now. So Lori and I want to share with you what um, our top tips are for making a real estate move in 2021. What's going on in Colorado Springs? Are you thinking of moving or living in the Colorado Springs area? Lori Derrickson and Kayleen Zabadek provide you with a local perspective of what it looks and feels like to live, work, and play in the Pikes Peak region. To get their free six-step guide to moving to Colorado, text the word FINEST to 719-639-3393. Make sure to follow them on YouTube. Colorado Springs, what's going on?
1: Hey everyone, it's Lori here with Colorado's Finest Realty here in Colorado Springs. And we are putting on a ton of new content this year all about our Colorado Springs market. So make sure you hit that subscribe button or that bell as we go over everything you need to know about moving to Colorado Springs. We're getting text messages all the time emails, phone calls, however you want to reach out. Make sure you reach out. If you are thinking of living in or moving to our area, we'd be happy to help make Colorado Springs your home. So give us a call or text 719-639-3393. Hey everyone. So today we're gonna talk to you about our crazy market in 2021 and how to compete in that market. So the number one thing is to kind of know your neighborhoods. And so I think that Mm -hmm. kind of starts initially when you first reach out. We put you up on a MLS home search and um, kind of get that text going and kind of pick your brain a little bit about maybe the Colorado Springs area and like what's important to you. Do you wanna live next to the foothills? Do you need to live close to a workplace? Do you need to have a certain school district? what type of house do you want? Do you want a house that wants renovations, more character, brand new build? So all those things come into play when you're thinking of moving to the Colorado Springs area and how to compete in our market. It's super important you know your neighborhood that you want to live in. So when those
0: houses do pop up, you know, Kayleen and I can be ready to rock and roll. Well, and we kind of established that and kind of work through this piece of it from our initial Zoom call. So we talk to you about maybe what your purchase price may be around um, what's important to you. Are you going to be stationed at a certain base? Where are you working from? School districts, all of those things. And we can kind of um, give you an idea of what neighborhoods and areas we suggest. And then like Lori said, after you get set up on that search, we um, talk with you back and forth, and we can see what areas you're drawn to and kind of focus in on those neighborhoods. so right. it helps a ton to kind of have an idea right. um, you know with our conversation with you and then to focus in on certain areas. yeah so, so it
1: takes us a little while to get there with you so but that. That's- the part of initially reaching out to us um, and kind of helping us get you started in that process. So that part, we can work with you over time. But number one is to know your neighborhoods and then watch other videos below as we go over some of those neighborhoods. A lot of our mm-hmm. clients will pop on and say, oh, I heard your video on Briargate. That sounds like a great area. I want to own in on that area. So um, we can help you walk through that. But the number one thing, um, the number first point mm-hmm. is how
0: to compete. It's to know your neighborhoods. So the second thing is, you just want to number two get out there as quick as possible to see that home. Yeah. So the market super crazy fast, and so literally we'll be able to you know see homes on the MLS that um, maybe don't start showings until the next day or even a couple days after that. Mm -hmm. So Lori and I, because there's two of us, we can kind of divide and conquer here. (laughs) But we try to get into that property as soon as possible. We do not wait until a convenient time. We just kind of run and fit everything in. Yeah. But we make it into the home as soon as possible so that, um, one, we start that that conversation if you do have interest with the other agent. um, We don't necessarily want to put an offer in right away in some instances, and we'll talk about that later. But the quicker we can get in there, especially if there's no clause about collecting offers until a certain deadline, we want to get in there as quick as possible and throw out a strong offer as quick as possible. Right. So we kind of do this quite frequently
1: (laughs) so but one of our things is like Kaylee noted is to get in there right away to see that house and like that's kind of how Kaylee and I we guide you through that so if a house hits the market and it says you know 24 hours acceptance we want to get in there we want to write the offer we have like an incentive clause we can put in Mm -hmm. we want to get that in before they start getting a ton of offers It's what we did this weekend with the client visiting um, and get that offer in. However, if it says on the MLS, you know, we're starting showings on a Thursday and we're going to, a uh, client will not accept an offer before Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so then at that point, we know that that, ho- that house is going to sit on that market for four days. Well, and we are and conversating
0: with the other agent yeah. to make sure they are not going to read offers before that. Because we have had where it says that in the MLS. And then when we talked to the agent, they said, well, We are going to actually be going through these with our client this date, so then we don't want to miss out on that. Right. So, but sometimes if our client, we know their loan, we know
1: what their, you know, their max, you know, how much they want that house. Like this last one, we waited until like the last hour (laughs) to submit because we didn't want them our offer to be an escalation piece for other offers. We wanted to submit last minute, right before they read those offers. And so I know that gets kind of complicated, but you know, that's you can leave that to to Kayleen and I to kind of. We're pretty persistent. We're pretty all over the agents, and that's mm-hmm. why we're kind of successful at getting some of these offers accepted. Um, where sometimes other agents struggle is because, well, they definitely know who we are. So that's that's <laughs> helpful. So that's the number two is to get to see the homes, and as soon as you see them pop on the market, you know our clients will send them to us, and Kaylee and I will kind of start feeling out that particular home in that situation. So
0: as soon as you can get in to see it, the better. So our number three tip in this market. Third on the list is to actually write the offer. Yep. So you want to think if you like the house, but don't think too long. That's <laughs>
1: Lori's saying. I know everyone's like, I'm like, do you like it? They're like, yeah, I think so. I'm like, that's great. You can think, but don't think too long. It's gonna be gone. Very true. Yeah. So um, we always talk about how we want to write the offer and we want to look at the offer deadlines we talked about, um, and we talked about how it helps to have two of us in this market to know when to write that offer. So Kayleen will be out showing the home and if I know I can get that offer in quick and we know that we have a shot, Mm -hmm. I'll be at home running comps and I'll be out there, you know, talking to the agent and writing the offer. So, or vice versa. So it really does help to have two of us in this crazy fast market, especially on the buy side.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think another thing to having two of us, we can kind of divide and conquer. We obviously have multiple clients at one time and so if I know Lori is up north showing homes and somebody needs over in Rockrimmon or down in Fountain I said you take these ones I'll take these we constantly talk to each other at least 10 times a day. <laughs>
1: I told my kid that my, we were we had a podcast that we were just on and I was we were listening to it this morning and Marley my daughter was like we sat on there, I think we talked to at least 10 times a day. Amara looked at me and she goes, you talk to Keeling way more than 10 times a day. And no, I was like, well, it's probably. just an estimate. She was like calling me out for lying. But, I was, but it helps we because do.
0: we're constantly working on the back end. We try to make it as easy for our clients as possible. So, you know, we, we just get in there as quick as possible. We do the communicating back and forth. And then all you have to tell us is... Here's, you know, you saw three homes for us. We actually do like one and two, and then we can help put together a plan of action to try to conquer these and get you your um, top home. Um, and, and then maybe even have a backup. Because otherwise, it's gonna take you weeks to get some, if you only focus on one home, and you're only writing an offer on that one home once a week, it's gonna take a while in yeah. this market to get you into a home, so. Yeah, so our number one point was knowing Neighborhoods. Number two
1: was to, <laughs> what's the second point? Oh, to get, get out and see it as soon as possible. Yep. Three is write that offer, and number um, four is your <laughs> appraisal gap. So really good notes <laughs> here. So number four, we wrote them down ahead of time to try to be organized. But number four is that appraisal gap. And so yeah. a lot of clients will ask us, well, you know, if this is your first time buying a home or it's been a while, that appraisal gap, so if you're, unless you have cash, you're going to have the bank, whether you're VA, FHA, or conventional, it's going to send out – Kind of like a third party to go out and um, look at the value of that home because your bank is only gonna loan you the amount of money that they're deemed that
0: it is valued at. And so a lot of times in this this market, a lot of times almost, well, every every time time in this market, we're talking appraisal gap, even if we, um, you know. The process is we go see the home. Lori and I run a comp or a CMA. Even if it doesn't, I mean, we're going to tell you probably in this market, you're offering over, we're adding in an appraisal clause. But the beauty of pulling a comp right now, um, we can't guarantee it, you know, until the home is actually appraised. But we went and saw one this weekend, and we thought the home was undervalued by like $75,000. And so we had a crazy... Um, appraisal gap, and the home actually went for just about where we thought I know. it was valued at. Like,
1: so if we're going to write a 75000 appraisal gap. And I was like, you mean 7000 She's like, no, seventy five. I know it's going <laughs> to appraise. And I was like, oh, so we can never Aussie. guarantee it, but it does help in this market to run. I mean, comps don't mean as much as they used to, but as far as the value of the home and your offer price, because it's always going to go above asking, but yeah. it helps for that appraisal gap to know, you know, we have clients, the last three, we haven't had to use any of mm-hmm. our appraisal gaps in our offer. They've all appraised Although that they've value.
0: Although they all wrote them in. Correct. You have to write them in, but right. the fact is you may not have to use them. But you do, um, a lot of agents, what we're seeing right now is, because everybody is writing with appraisals gaps, they do wanna see the proof of funds. Right. And so there's a couple different ways um, we can get into that. So one is like a bank statement, something verifying the amount of funds in your account. A lot of people don't have forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 sitting in a bank account. So we can look at maybe retirement accounts, um, different ways to access that money. Yeah. Uh, another way is if you're selling a home. Those proceeds from the sale of that home, your lender can get us a verified letter stating what those proceeds are going to be and um, verify that that amount is going to cover whatever yeah. gap we're writing in. And just to back up a little bit, so let's, I'm just
1: going to give you an example. So let's say the house is listed at 400 here in Colorado Springs. We write the offer at 430 we probably are gonna advise you to write in a 25 to 30,000 appraisal gap, which is what you need to compete sometimes. And so that's saying, you know, if we're writing the offer at 430, and let's say the bank comes back and uh, says the is at 415, yeah, then 10, you 15, are responsible 000. to bring in that extra 15,000. You can mm-hmm. take that out of your down payment, and that's why it's also good to have, have a good local lender. And we'll help walk you through those steps as you go. But you know, the piece about that we talk about how to compete in that market is you're gonna have to have that appraisal gap in there. Um, but it helps, you know, to run those comps. Have Katie and I help run those comps so we can say, I know you have that appraisal gap in there, but we are pretty sure you're not gonna have to use that appraisal gap because we feel mm-hmm. like comps are in there. Mm-hmm. Um and that kind of also depends upon the type of loan
0: you have. So well and and that speaking of that, I was gonna go into loans. Um, if you're in a conventional loan and you're putting down 15%, um sometimes People want to put the most amount of money down. Um, Your home loan is probably the cheapest money you're going to be able to borrow. And so a lot of times right now we're saying, hey, you can still get into this conventional loan with 5% down. Why don't you put the 5% down and save that $50,000? Keep it in your account so that we have, one, funds to work with for appraisal gap. You can always take that money and pay the loan down after, they can recast a loan one time during the life of a loan, um, on certain loans, I should say. Um, Or maybe you just keep that cash in your account, pay off a vehicle, whatever, but um, we can help advise, although we do leave that really up to you and your lender, but we do need some cash or some sort of liquid to work with in this crazy market.
1: Right. So okay. that's appraisals. So fun real um, talk. And then they also have inspection. So yep. you know, that's probably once you get under contract, you deposit your earnest money at the title company. We help walk you through that. And then you also the second piece that you do is inspection. And so when you write that offer, we have a few inspection clauses that we like to use. And so mm-hmm. the first one I'll talk mm-hmm. about is just taking the house as is, which people are doing in this market. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote one this weekend and they took it as is, but my caveat to that is that you know we it had a new roof. It had um, a new furnace. It, there's no, like Kaylee and we're not structural engineers but we can walk and see if there's cracks in the walls or we feel like foundation is, we can tell that pretty quick a lot of the time. Um, If it's just all cosmetic, um, we can, so a lot of people are taking it as is, but Mm -hmm. there's sometimes I'm like, oh, there's a couple offers we just throw it and Kaylee's like, I don't think we should take, she saw it. I'm like, she's like, I don't think we
0: should take this one as is. Yeah, and so a different level to an inspection clause may be that we use a lot, um, you know, if it looks pretty good, but we aren't, you know, real confident, It's not a super immaculate home, well-maintained, you can't tell that, maybe we'll say, we will um, only ask for items over $2,500 during inspection or 5,000, you can kind of name those terms. And what that means is we aren't gonna pick apart the little things. So no. if they needed GFCI, how do you say that? <laughs> yeah. GFC. I don't know. We should know that. But whatever yeah. kind of outlet <laughs> that is with the little red button. Yeah. Um. They need to be close to the sinks. What? Whatever. I mean, that's going to be like a fifty-five dollar fix. So we aren't going to pick apart. We're just going to have a backup. We want to make sure you know roofs in good shape. Your furnaces good to go. Hot water heaters are working. Yeah. Um. Anything that that maybe is stretching you in your budget after you close on the home. Yeah. So. Um, and we have a
1: health and safety clause, which really means, like, you can inspect anything. But I would think that, you know, just leave that job to Kayleen and I. But we have clauses in there to compete with inspection, and we kind of talk to the other agent, feel them out, what the other offers are, and what we think is best for the age and the condition of the home. Yeah. Um, but you typically you are seeing inspection clauses mm-hmm. in
0: in your offers. We just had a couple listings over the last few days, and I would say – over 60% of our offers that we were reading had an inspection clause in there. So it yeah. definitely um, is something that came into play when we were weighing out our um, to our sellers, buyers. You know, it's just an easy button. Yeah, so. we countered with it because we yeah. wanted it in there.
1: Um, yeah. So anyways, and our last point of how to compete would be to use an escalation clause. And so sometimes escalation clauses work in our market. I don't think they work quite as well anymore. Um so let's say the home was listed at four hundred thousand, like we talked about and the escalation clause would read, Hey, I'm willing to spend up to four thirty on this home, but you have to demonstrate and show a competing offer in order to escalate that up into like let's say in five thousand dollar increments up to 430
0: it's kind of like the price is right when they come out at the beginning and they show you a product and everybody's guessing the price yeah um you know trying to come as close to that amount without going over well um I guess that's kind of a good analogy, but we're trying to guess the price (laughs) and then we're also naming our top end. So we Mm -hmm. think the price is going to come in maybe around 440, but we're willing to pay up to 475, but we don't want to pull out the big guns. Maybe we escalate and I guess we always help advise Mm -hmm. what increments we would suggest and what the, you know, you kind of name the top end and we can help advise how we can get you there um, with most money. In your pocket yeah and so we use more escalation clauses like if it's going to sit in the market all
1: weekend and yeah. we don't know where it's going to go but a lot of the times when they we talked about earlier they have the house on there and they're like well we're just going to take offers up to 24 hours submit your best so we're like well
0: we're not going to escalate we, we don't want it to sit there and escalate because they're others. just going to sit
1: and wait for their yeah.
0: offers to come in
1: so i know this stuff gets a lot of detail oriented and sometimes might my- <laughs> Be like, what are you ladies Might talking about? Yeah, kind of like the non-fun stuff of our city, but it's really what helps our
0: clients get into homes in this market. Well, and we're talking specifically to Colorado Springs. I think most of the um, real estate markets in the nation right now are experiencing these same scenarios. So I guess just in real estate in general, spring 2021, this is what most people are having to ride in to compete. I talked to a friend just over on the western slope of Colorado, um, small little town. You know, um, he said market's the exact same way. They're using yeah. all of these clauses that we are as well. Um, talked to a couple of our um, partners over in Seattle. It's even crazier there. Um, yeah. So I think it does Virginia everywhere. all over. I, know. So. I think. Yeah. I've been talking to anyone
1: who's like, it's really slow here mm-hmm. with the market, but. Um, I can't what I was going to tell you guys—something really important, I'm sure. We need coffee. <laughs> so we will help you guys kind of work through that a little bit as you, you know, go into it. I think sometimes people are a number. Some of our clients are like, I want to know exactly what my payment's going to be, and we can kind of, especially if you have a good local lender, can kind mm-hmm. of help guide you through that as we put in these different clauses, like if this happens and this happens. Um, and some of our clients are like this is our max you ladies do your th- magic and you know get us into the house
0: We want, um, but here's our bottom line and one our, of our, our clients end. Gave us like free range okay. up to a certain dollar amount mm-hmm. with a particular house and We got them in only 4,000 over their bot- their bottom end the top so they about- gave no uh, It was on their bottom end. Okay. okay. So we did really good. So, yeah, so we
1: we know our market pretty well. And so just reach out um, and give us a call or a text. Uh, People do it all the time. You get us. You don't get Mm -hmm. a 1-800 number. It's Kayleen and I. So give us a text, 719-639-3393. And we'd love to help make Colorado Springs your home.